welcome to the Love You More podcast. This is episode one, Do You Have Shiny Hood Self-Care? Probably wondering what I am talking about by that title, and I promise you I will get to it. Uh, My name is Jennifer McDaniel. I'm a registered dietitian. I am also the mom of three boys, and through my work and my private practice as a dietitian and working with hundreds and hundreds of a lot of mostly women, but men too, over the last 20 something years, I have realized that when individuals have good self-care practices put in place, that all the other things seem to fall in place. You know, if they're working on training for a race as a sports, you know, if they come to see me as a sports dietitian, or maybe they um, are trying to lose weight or they have gut health issues. When my clients focus on self-care and really meet their needs, they do great. And that just inspired me to start a podcast because I also see, and I have lots of conversations with individuals and, and friends and family members about the hard challenges of finding and making time for themselves. And I definitely realized that when I became a mom, Um, I wanted to become a mom. It was something that my husband and I were definitely trying for. It took us a little bit to get pregnant. And, um, once I had my first son, Jack, uh, I realized that I really miss my old life if I'm being quite honest. And and I would never want to go back to being a single woman, but it was a huge transition to having all of this time for myself, to being able to do whatever I wanted on the fly in the moment to completely being uh, a sole provider for this very needy child. And it was a tough transition for me. Um, I really didn't handle it so great looking back on it. And, you know, when you're in the moment, you don't realize how challenging those things are and you don't, you know, and, and it's, you feel like you're the only one, you know, you feel like you're the only one going through this. And then we added children to the family. And over the years, you know, I got these three kids. I, I just realized the importance of me investing in myself in order to be the mom that I wanted to be for my boys and also my husband. And so I really started setting some strong boundaries around my own needs. And, um, and I wanted to bring on this podcast is all about sharing those practices and learning from others. You know, we're going to have sleep specialists on here. We're going to have other moms on here talking about mom guilt. Uh, We're going to talk about perfectionism with therapists, but I, I do want you to know that when I talk about these things, I am, I am living and breathing it too. I am not great at it. I, and I, I'll share those things, you know, that's kind of like my jam is just being vulnerable with my audience because there's too much, there's too much of the perfection looking lives that we see. And it, it can be really hard to share the embarrassment and the shame of the moments that we have, especially that I've had as a mom, um, when I'm not proud of myself or things that I've done, when I have yelled and cursed and said things to my children that I just cannot believe came out of my mouth that is when I realize that my self-care practices need some support. So that's the purpose of this podcast. Um, and I just wanted to start with uh, this analogy of self-care that I learned about on another podcast that I love. And I'll share those uh, resources with you all throughout 
throughout these uh, conversations as well. But anyway, the analogy to self-care was you taking care of a car, right? And the way culture and social media perhaps describe self-care would be akin to if you're taking care of a car, only shining the hood of the car, all right? So you're not taking care of the engine, you're not taking care of the gasoline, keeping the oil tank all topped off, which is what I would consider taking care full body, meeting all of our needs self-care. So some examples of maybe what culture defines as shiny self-care would be things like, you know, beauty focused self-care. So going and getting your nails done or um, even things like, oh, have you, you know, have you been out with your friends enough recently and connection and and being around our friends is certainly a huge form of self-care, but self-care in my opinion should not take extra time necessarily. Um, Believe me, you, I definitely love those trips with girlfriends and I definitely love just getting away uh, by myself on a trip too for a couple of days, but that takes a lot of planning that takes babysitters that takes energy Um, And that's hard for a lot of us. So that is what we call surface level self-care acts. Um, What we're talking about, what I'm going to be talking about is under the hood self-care. And it's attending to ourselves. It It is putting our needs first. It is eating when you're hungry, peeing when you need to go pee, you know, I mean, sleeping when you're tired. And it's also about listening to what your body's telling you in terms of emotions and feelings. So those are examples of self-care that really don't take extra time. They don't take a lot of money, but they do take probably what I would consider slowing down, um, getting curious. That is my absolute favorite word, by the way. Curious was like my theme for 2020. (laughs) Uh, speaking of 2020, we've been through a lot. This pandemic is brutal. It's still going on. It rocks our world every day. It rocked my world this past weekend. We had a social event that we went to and it was indoors. And, you know, um, most of the places that I go to require or recommend highly that you wear masks. And in this particular situation, that was not part of the deal. And I walked into this party and I was the only one in a mask and it was really hard. It was, you know, our, our, our nervous systems are on high alert and some of us are getting through this maybe a little bit better than others. But if you have any sort of prone, you know, disposition to anxiety or stress, this, this pandemic has been exceptionally tough. So when things get tough in life, when we feel like we don't have a lot of control, there is no certainty. Um, and life gets just overwhelming many times. That is when our self-care practices, you know, we let them go because we're focusing on other people, or we just don't feel like we, we can focus on ourselves. So I do hope too, that these guests that we bring on, you know, we're going to probably talk about the pandemic throughout all these conversations, because it's a thread in our lives that, that we're all tied to. And um, it impacts all of our choices and how we move through our day. So, um, so self-care practices. I'm going to also always ask our, our guests, you know, tell me about the self-care routines or, or habits or rituals that you have in place that really feel like they help you. Um, and what are some areas in which you stumble with self-care? 
And I'll start there. You know, I, um, my self-care routines are mostly about the morning time. I'm a morning person by nature and, um, I'm a morning lark. And that is when I have the most energy. And I realized that when I was a parent of younger kids that I didn't do well when they woke me up in the morning, like if they woke up before me, and they were peppering me with requests and things to do. And maybe there was bickering between the kids. Like that was not the way that I wanted to start my day. And so it has been easier for me to put self-care practices in before the kids get up and just have a little bit of me time. And sometimes that looks like me getting out and going for a run. Sometimes that looks like me having my coffee and sitting outside and reading um, it usually always does include some form of quietude or meditation. And so those, that intentional start to my day is probably the self-care routine that I'm most uh, tied and um, I find beneficial. And then my bedtime routine, you know, the way I start my day and the way I end my day. So the way I end my day is also a bit ritualistic. I, I do start the routine right after my kids go to bed because I am a, not a night person and I need sleep. So I have pretty tight boundaries around my sleep. Um, I was doing some research for social media, a social media post a while back, and I stumbled upon this term called reverse. No, 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 no revenge bedtime procrastination and revenge bedtime procrastination is definitely something that I, I can totally understand. Mine just happens in the morning. And, um, and I feel, you know, I've seen it in my clients, uh, my client, when we talk about sleep, because I talk about sleep a lot with my clients, you know, making sure you're getting enough and, um, cause it, it has everything to do with our health and wellness and especially our mental wellness. But anyway, you know, clients say things like, gosh, that's the only time after my kids go to bed. That is my time. That is the only time I've got. So even though I'm tired, I don't want to go to bed. Um, and so I get that. I, and, and I, and I feel that, and that's, I am certainly not saying that, you know, you, that that's your time. That is your time. But for me, that time is, it's more important that I get rest than anything. I've gone through periods in my life where I've suffered through extreme insomnia and it's, there's nothing worse in my opinion. And I tried all the different things, all the different drugs, all the different <laughs> medications to try to help myself fall asleep. And what I found is like a good rhythm, a good routine was probably the most important where I try to get into bed around the same time every night, I take a hot shower. Um, I try to read a real book. And I wait until I start feeling sleepy. I turn my sound machine on. I put my little eye mask on and then night, night. So those are some of my areas in life where um, I think I've got self-care down pretty tight. Now, where I stumble is where probably a lot of you all stumble is my phone. Um, I check my phone a lot. My phone, I check my phone in the morning. I check sometimes the first thing in the morning. I check my email. And, um, that's something I don't love, you know, that's a routine that is so tricky and it especially becomes important to me, my relationship with technology and my phone, as my kids are getting older and they're witnessing and watching how I interact with this little rectangle in my pocket. So that's an area that I would love to bring a guest on and get some, some help and some just, you know, because you've heard it all like, oh, detox the phone, don't have it, take off all the notifications. There's so many little tricks 
But in the end, it feels like I can do it for a short time period. And then those things just start kind of creeping back into life. So I don't know if you feel me on that one. I bet you do. Uh, So that is what this podcast is about. All things self-care. And we are looking not to have just shining the hood self-care, but we are trying to look and take a deeper whole approach to this thing called self-care. Because I truly feel, my dear friends, that if you care for yourself, as much as you care for your kids, you know, you're worried about when when my kids come home from school, I'm wondering, are they tired? Are they hungry? Do they have a good day? Why are they so cranky? Why are they fighting? You know, we're always investigating. Uh, If you're a parent, you're always investigating your kid's mood to try to figure out how you can support them or how you can help them support themselves. And man, what if that? What if we turned, turned the tables and we applied just a little bit of that to ourselves? I think it would make a big difference. So thank you friends for joining me with this first episode. I'm very much, very much looking forward to conversations with those uh, experts in areas, various areas of self-care. And I'm going to be asking you all questions and, um, I want to answer your questions on this podcast. All right. Wrapping it up. I hope that today's podcast episode one has enabled you to love yourself more.